What is good, Camp Believers and High Performers? Welcome to another episode of the Can't Believe I Made It podcast. Today's another special one. I had the opportunity of having one of my best friends since eighth grade coming on and talking about his process. I think one thing that I've always respected about Matt is not only the way that he challenges me, but he was honestly one of the first people that helped me to think outside the box and to honor some of my ideas into actual business processes. And I think one thing that you're going to get from Matthew is not only just him navigating his opportunity to shift and to pivot into some of the things that he needed to do in his life, but as he pivots into who he is as a father and who he is as a husband, and now as a coffee entrepreneur, I'm just so excited for you to hear not only his process, but also a really honest and vulnerable look of what it looks like to navigate your health and how that provides you with better opportunities to have some of these business breakthroughs that a lot of us are really working toward. So Maddie, when you listen to this, I love you, brother. You continue to be an inspiration in my life and in the life of my family. And I'm just so, so grateful for you and your family as well. Love you, brother. And so for our, for our podcast family, I know you're going to enjoy this one. Give the dude a shout out. All of its information is going to be in the show notes. Uh, once again, Maddie, congratulations on this business launch, brother. Let's get it. So this has been way too long in the making. I think like the last time that we were trying to do this, uh, we had an idea and then we just like blew it up. I don't remember why. Do you remember why? I don't. Schedules, I feel like probably. Was it schedules? I think it was like topic. I think it was topic because we were going to, I don't know what the fuck we were going to talk about. We were talking about something and we couldn't align on a topic. And then we just jumped into being best friends, just started talking shit to each other. And I think we just never scheduled this. <laughs> I think you're right. And, uh, you know, life has a way to figure things out. So I think this is a perfect topic because I'm, I'm living it. And the past year has been a, a grind to get to this point, but a lot of work to get there. Well, I'm excited to to jump into the story itself because uh, we have you chilling here, thriving. You got a crib behind you, so we've had some some new life moments since we've like collaborated on anything. So, ladies and gents, I just want to do. Obviously, you heard a quick intro uh, when we in introduced the pod, but uh, a little bit of background on my guest here. Um, I moved in the middle of eighth grade and. The year 2000, God, I'm dating myself right now, in the year 2000, and I remember going to this like bus stop for the first time, right? Again, I just kind of paint the picture for you. I had moved from Albuquerque, New Mexico to Tucson, Arizona to a very small town in Vail, Arizona, or, or at least that's where I went to school. So I get there and I'm fresh off Albuquerque Fair. I, I got my hair bleached. I'm wearing a FUBU shirt, <laughs> and I think I was wearing, like, lugs or something like that. Like, I was very Albuquerque. <laughs> and I get there, and I'm sitting there, and there's this, like, kid in the middle that won't sit down, but he's just, like, leaning against the window. And I didn't really talk to him that whole school year, but that's how I knew him. Like, the kid at my bus stop, he seems kind of cool. I'm not really sure. Well, fast forward, you know. 23 years later, uh, him and I have been able to cultivate a really beautiful friendship. So ladies and gents, I just want to welcome one of my best friends, Matthew C. Torres, to the Can't Believe I Made It podcast. Buddy, this has been a, been a long time. I'm so excited to have you on. Welcome. Thank you so much. I I'm grateful to, to be here. Um, I've listened to a lot of your pods and um, found a lot of value and grateful that you're, you know, um, continuing uh, the pursuit, just trying to uh, just build a better you and mm -hmm. um, helping people get there. You know, you've actually been pretty instrumental in what we're doing here because like some background and obviously, Maddie, we'll get into the background and kind of where you're coming from and, and your process and whatnot. But for our pod family, like this dude is a marketing genius. And so as I was like cultivating 
the messaging and who I want to speak to and things like that, uh, Matt here has had a really heavy hand. And not only how I'm showing up to this end, but just how I'm showing up as a human. So Matt, in so many ways, I know that you know this. I know we've had these conversations before, but um, dude, I really appreciate the role that you have in my life, man. I, I know that's reciprocal. So thank you for being you. You piss me off sometimes, but overall, like, I love you. <laughs> I think a, a good uh, relationship and friendship, um, <laughs> you, you, you push those boundaries and then you realize those boundaries are there for a reason. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's a good kind of piss off. And sometimes you're like, oh, you overstepped, but um, yeah. I'm happy to figure out where that, where that line is and show yeah. it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, I mean, this is the first time that we are getting to collaborate to, to a larger extent. Uh, you're a brand new father. You have this really cool endeavor that you've uh, taken the jump into, which has been a, a long process. And so obviously I want to talk about some of the new life updates. Uh, I would love to talk about your new venture. But before we get there, Matt, I would love to to start because this is a this is a hero's journey in it, in its own, right? This is a journey of pivoting. And, and you and I kind of talked about this off air. Uh, when you were like, hey, like we should do something together. And I was like, dude, I think this is great. You have pivoted. And this is what that's what season eight is all about, right? It's for all of our pod family here. We've been having guests on who have found that need to pivot in their lives. And I feel like, Matt, for you, it's been a lifelong of pivoting and, and trying things and testing things out. And that's one thing that I really value about you is you're not afraid to fail. And I think that's what most successful people do is they take some of the information that they get from some of the things that they do as they put themselves out there. So Matt, I would love to start, obviously I want to, I want to get to the life updates and, and things like that, but I would love to start for you just from the perspective of like creativity. What have been some of the most monumental things on your side where you're like, hey, these were like really pivotal moments that have built me into what I'm doing today? Yeah, like I, I've, I've pivoted a lot through my career, kind of getting to the, the, the new venture I started a year ago. Mm -hmm. um, I think like creativity is sprinkled throughout it. Um, I want to say like the, the, the two big things, like I'm, I would say naturally a pretty creative person, but a bit more analytical. Yeah, um, I'd agree. So it's a, it's a, it's a balance of, you know, um, for me, creativity only can happen if I unplug from everything. I um, declutter the worries um, and really get in touch with nature. Um, yeah. And, and just start uh, reading and consuming things that, like go, oh my goodness, like this is, you know, um, Picasso like removing all of the strokes from the bull and just like mm -hmm. making it simple um, and just hearing uh, just photographers and uh, other creatives, their process and learning from them. Um, but I think for me, a long time coming was like the, the discipline of creating the space of solitude yeah. um, to, to get there. Um, and yeah, it, you know, from, most recent from this last venture of the creativity to understand like where this brand should go and what it should be to the creativity um, um, through the pandemic hosting a bunch of live podcasts because I was missing human connection and I yeah. wanted to um, learn more about um, people uh, around the world through, through a coffee lens. And then, um, yeah, throughout my career, you know, when I'm like in Excel doing marketing stuff, yeah. um, I yearn for that creativity and I work with creatives that have the whole process and I get to collaborate and go, Hey, like, and come up with a few ideas, you know? So I think most of my creativity is outside of my work, um, because of what I do now for like a, a bigger tech company. Um, but yeah, I think it's, it's, it's getting to that creative flow, uh, that is helpful. That's one thing that Matt, I really respect about you. And I was just recently, uh, 
doing some audio book uh, work with one of the contracts that I have. And we were, I was discussing peak performance. And one of the things that I kept coming or running into rather is the duality of what it means to perform at your best, because we all wear these hats, right? For me, I wear the hat of being a father, being a husband, being an entrepreneur. Uh, I wear a hat of being a, a, a caffeine scientist. Like I, I do all of these different things. And I was like thinking to myself and I was like, you know what? I know that I'm not alone in some of the balancing act of what it means to care for yourself as you're doing all these different things. And I think in your case, Matt, like it's really relative because you are wearing a bunch of different hats. So if we look at kind of where you are currently, how many hats are you wearing? Like, how would you describe that? Yeah, it's a great question. I think I, uh, when I think of like the hat metaphor, um, you know, just thinking about my professional life, um, yeah. then I'll kind of get into the, the my personal life hats um, generally. But um, I worked with an amazing coach, Lash, um, from Copenhagen. And um, I, I was new into leadership at the startup, not my current job, but the job before. And um, I was having a hard time because I was moving in from like an individual contributor, someone just working on assignments to leading a team of 10. So um, it was hard to wear different hats, but understanding like when I should wear those hats. So yeah. um, in leadership, you know, being a, like a, a head or a director, um, sometimes your hat is just their leader um, yeah. directly. Um, and then sometimes your hat is more managerial, like, hey, you can't keep showing up late to work. Um, you you got to be consistent with um, your deadlines, things like that. And then sometimes it's like a mentor. So you're just like, hey, like, I really see you doing well here. Um, and um, do you want to like, sh sh should I uh, give you more resources so you can excel there? Or do you yeah. have other interests? Um, so in my leadership journey, um, I've wore many hats um, and uh, taught me a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, outside of work, uh, I would say, it's still work, but I don't look at it as work, but it's just like an entrepreneurship hat. Um, yeah. And then that has many hats of like, I'm my own CFO. I'm all like, the things, right? <laughs> yeah, all, all of the things under that. Um, and then um, being a father, being a good husband, um, being a contributing member of my community. Um, and, uh, you know, just being me, like uh, just like a, like a hip hop head that like loves uh, new music and uh, gets moved by music so much that sometimes I like weep to music. So uh, uh, yeah, so it's just all of these hats of like all in emotions. Um, yeah, you're you're constantly putting on. Uh, they're all just different versions of yourself, you know. Yeah. I'm trying to think when the last time I was moved to tears from a song, it had to, it had to be Kendrick, which I don't think is a huge surprise to you. I'm trying to think back because you're right. I think you and I have really connected uh, from a music standpoint and, and really having an affinity for hip hop and just music that creates emotions. And I think I've tried to do, and I've tried to kind of take that into what I view as my art, which part of this is my art of like, how can I help people to feel? Because it's something that a lot of people don't feel comfortable with. And it's like, Hey, I'm doing my job. If I can help you to feel, if I get you to laugh, that's great. But I really want to help you to think. And I think as I look at, and I, being an observer of all the hats that you're wearing, Matt, the one thing that I would love for our listeners to gain from this conversation is the value of community. You are someone who I look to as someone who builds community, someone who gets people together and people want to be around. So you've started this new venture, which I would love to tap into. But before we get there, I would love to like our listeners understand the process of what it took to get there, because you've been able to create a really, really cool community in Long Beach centered around something that all of us do on a daily basis. Most of us, all right? I think the metric was like 98% of people do this. Um, but it's centered around coffee. So can you kind of like explore that with us? Cause I, I personally love this story. 
Yeah. Um, so it was a handful of years ago. Um, I was in a coffee shop and I, I found like a different level of coffee. It's called specialty coffee. Um, and um, I was very curious about it, but I knew I had like a day job and I, I couldn't, um, you know, become like a barista or go into the industry. I, I still wanted to be, stay a marketer. So um, yeah. I, I, I knew deep down, like there had to be a some other curious people out there. So I created a meetup. Um, and after some time, we grew very large, um, over 500 members. And um, we were just focusing on uh, coffee education from a consumer lens. And through having this meetup and being the facilitator, um, I really like just started noticing patterns. Um, and I think a big thing for like a facilitator in a community um, to keep it authentic is to see these patterns and then try to continue to cultivate those things. Um, and I saw like people coming alone where um, I would think like somebody would bring a friend, but it was it was just lonely people. Uh, yeah. Teresa says like the the problem with the West is 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 a sickness of loneliness and. Um, saw that firsthand so um if you know i saw somebody like kind of out outside like a circle um i, I try to invite them in and i think mm -hmm. like you know after a couple times they became a bit more open but um yeah it was uh it, it was great um i did it all the way up into the pandemic and then it was just like super hard you really lose that human connection like via yeah via remote or video so um so yeah so I, I think overall like the common the common goal was sharing coffee and the coffee was the conduit of the community and um and then shared values like you know you, you can be whoever you're going to be uh just you know be kind to each other we, we, we didn't uh it was building up into the political landscape but uh, like anytime somebody was like a little bit too too extra like we we're just like yeah. hey, you know this isn't the place you know <laughs> yeah. like this isn't a place to like debate your um pov yeah um, this like is a ideologies place to... around this like this this ain't it <laughs> Yeah. And like, it was, it was interesting because there's a lot of like vetting and like trying to keep and cultivate that community. There were like people like selling stuff out of a trench coat, like just like sh shady stuff. But like, it was, it was Long what it beach. was. Yeah, man. It's just everybody's hustling. And yeah. um, I'm like, it's legal now, bro. You just go to your dispensary. Um, so, um, so I, I think overall it was, uh, it was great. But I, I felt very privileged to lead and facilitate that community. And um, people still are like met there that are very close friends and still talk about different events we did around roasting or latte art or pour overs and things like that. There's something really beautiful about coffee. And I just started to explore this and it, it got, it almost got the stamp of approval in my brain from one of our recent guests, uh, shout out Thosh Collins. We were talking about like sacred spaces we were talking about like ceremony. And to me, the thing that I, that gets brought up for me when we think about a sacred space or ceremony is just really the, the, the instance of mindfulness in the moment. And that's something that I don't think that I thought about when I would spend time with you and we would go to these coffee shops and we would have these conversations because at the time I just thought like, yo, I'm hanging with my boy. Like I were just chilling. But I think as I look back on it, like those are moments where I was really locked into the moment. And I think oftentimes for a lot of our listeners who are these really massive go-getters who are going, 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 it's really hard for them to get the message to slow down and to be okay with that. So you've been able to take this idea of ceremony and community into this newest business venture, which I'm excited about. Can you tell us what you're doing? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think like so many uh, different avenues of, uh, of what you just mentioned around like ceremony. Um, mm -hmm. I think just a bit about that like slowing down, mm -hmm. I think is important. Um, we live in a, 
a day and age where, you know, it's, it's a hustle and hurry is the normal, especially if you're trying to do side hustles or, or things. And I, I think, you know, in small sprints that that's fine, but there's so much burnout. Um, even in, you know, work, I, I work for Apple and just seeing how much burnout is for these high performing companies. So I, I really try to protect myself, my, my mental health, my team, and try to give them advice because working previously for a startup, uh, I, I got burnt out and I, I was still trying to uh, push and push and push. So um, it, it led me to where I'm at today um, through the pandemic, working for a startup that was a hardware company uh, with limited funding was very stressful. Um, and all of the things happening, um, you know, with uh, social injustice and um, just being inside and the unknown and uncertainty, um, my caffeine intake was uh, was affected. Like my mental health was uh, very limited, uh, and uh, anxiety and depression started creeping in. Um, you know, I'm a very uh, like if you don't know me, like I'm a very social person. So like. I, I, I feed off of energy and people and, um, and all of that. So, um, I started to go, okay, you know, I, I was drinking three to four cups of caffeine a a day. Um, and, uh, you know, once I hit the second cup, like I can't do anymore, but I still wanted coffee. So Mm -hmm. I started, uh, diving into decaffeinated specialty coffee, um, which specialty coffee is just like the top you know, 10% of coffee in the world. So you can think mm-hmm. of like your best beer or your best wine. That's what specialty coffee is, your blue bottles, your stump town, things like that. Yeah. Um, and um, from 2020 um, to present, I was searching for some good decaf coffee. Uh, decaf coffee, uh, if you've tried it before, kind of has like a, I compare it to like a Diet Coke taste. So like, you're just like, oh, this is decaf. You know, it has like a, a decaf taste. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I was just like, oh, there's like opportunity here. And I've always wanted to uh, jump in, uh, put my hat in uh, to become an entrepreneur. But I, I was very careful because I like I, I knew I said no to a few things um, b- because like it, it wasn't the right fit. So um, working with my professional coach, Lash, and knowing that my time was pretty limited at um, Soundbox, a Danish company I was working for, um, we pivoted and spent a lot of time cultivating like, okay, like, what are my values? Uh, who, who am I? And what would make sense for me to build? Um, and uh, through that, a couple of people came up to me asking me for recommendations for a decaf. And I was just like, oh, just it's it's coming up a lot. Um, and there's a lot of coincidences. So I was Isn't like, it great okay. how that happens. Oh, it's great. And like, yeah, I'm, I'm I believe in God. Like, I'm, I'm a Christian, and yeah. I, I believe like you know, if it's if it's for you, it's going to be a bit easier than like something you're grinding for <laughs> until yeah. you're like you you get something. Um, so I. Yeah, I started working on that, and essentially, uh, Familiar Coffee is a, a direct-to-consumer brand that focuses on decaf specialty coffee that mm-hmm. doesn't taste like decaf. So that, that's all I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, there's just a lot of um, stigma around decaf, like the whole like there's like a whole industry of like death before decaf, and. Uh, <laughs> It is what it is. But for me, I just think like, you know, there's a whole community out there that already are decaf drinkers, familiar, the root word from Latin is familius, which is servant. And mm. um, I just want to serve this community. So, um, so yeah, we launched a couple weeks ago. Um, and yeah, it's been like a whirlwind. Um, launched at a coffee conference. Uh, and um, positive uh, reactions like I, I I'm I'm grateful for that but I think like I learn more when it's just like a bit more critical so hopefully like you know some of the stuff of like hey your roast level's too light or um why don't you have more than one coffee like th- that pro- 
stuff is probably going to come. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I'm yeah, doing that similar to you of like, and then working a full-time job, having a family, um, and, uh, and, and like figuring it out. <laughs> the figuring out phase is something that I am still trying to get used to because for me, and I don't know if this is the same with you and I would be interested to get your take here is like all the hats that I'm wearing, um, they're never going to stay even keel across the board. Like there are things that are going to be up, up, like peaking. I'm like, oh my God, this is great. And then things that are just complete shit. <laughs> yes. One thing that I've noticed for myself, and I would love to get your take on this, is that the more that I show up into habits and rituals that I know serve me, things for the most part are going to stay somewhat of an even keel. Like there's going to be progression, like the trajectory increases, mind you at points, like a much faster pace and others, like I might see it where it's like, all right, this is going to be great in the next five to 10 years. I just have to keep going. I have to keep taking care of myself. You and I have the very unique and interesting relationship of not only just being friends and brothers, but also in the past, having an opportunity to work together, right? And you were able to take a really beautiful pivot and find something that worked for you. And now you're thriving. So Matt, I would love to understand some of the things or, or rather some of the evolution that you've taken throughout this process, because I don't think that they are done in a silo. Like I, I can't imagine that the way that you were have been taking care of yourself doesn't have anything to do with familiar coffee now right so like i would love for you to just tell us the story of that yeah um yeah it's uh i think it starts in your in your childhood i think like as you work with like therapists and you understand yourself as an adult you you realize a lot of what shapes you is like your environment and how you were raised yeah. and yeah. Um, maybe some of the trauma that you went through mm -hmm. um and then like i i didn't realize like the the way I was until um, I met my partner um, and my wife and uh, she explained like how much how many times a week they would eat out which was once on a Sunday yeah. and it was like a big thing to go to like yeah. an IHOP or a Denny's and looking back at my family like we would eat out I would say 75% of the week yeah. And that was just normal. So going into my adulthood, um, I, I continued that. And with that comes a lot of health issues. Um, I've always been overweight um, and that, that's been my narrative. And I've been uh, that's part of my identity. Mm -hmm. So I've I've lived with that. And I, I think uh, working with different coaches um, with you in the beginning to try to unpack things. And then with Justin um, over the past, like almost two years now, um, it really shout helped out to him. <laughs> oh, Justin Murphy, like an amazing coach. Shout out, um, shout out. And uh, just kind of going through like, all right, you know, let's just try to decouple all of these habits and, um, and just ways of life that you thought were normal. And mm -hmm. let's build some new ones. So uh, you talk a lot about it and it just seems super simple. It's just like, oh, it's sleep, water, exercise, yeah. and nutrition, right? Yeah. Like, and then there's stress management. And then if you want to do supplements, uh, and, um, that. but like, you know, just getting from like zero steps to a thousand steps is a no figure, like it's a yeah. huge step. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> Pun intended. It's, yeah. um, and now me, like I'm at the point where like working with Justin, I'm doing consistently 7,000 steps a day, um, you know, from uh, eating out, I would say like eight to 12 times, I think on the upward side of 15 times when we started um, in uh, 2021. Um, now to max three times a week, which is huge for me. That's a yeah. huge lifestyle change. Um, I have my goals for calories. Um, I'm hitting those very consistently. Um, and then uh, the, the thing that's lacking over the last year, and, and you probably could resonate with that, is sleep. Uh, and um, Bro, what's that? <laughs> that is uh, 
last night was uh, very challenging. Uh, like, uh, little baby, uh, she's she just turned one. Uh, she's teething, so she's Bro, waking same up thing like here, like three to four times. A literally night. last night, I just like gave up. Like I was like, "Yo, let's just let's go to the kitchen. Like, let's, I'll make you a snack. Like, I know that I'm hungry. Like, what? Dude, let's yeah. just let's just break bread. You're driving me nuts right now." <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, and it's. Shout out to all the single mothers out there, like me and Leonella tag teaming this, and I can't imagine the the just yeah. doing this as just a solo parent. But yeah, um, yeah. So it's building that, and then you know, with life comes challenges. Um, I think the biggest thing that I've uh, that I've witnessed in the the change in me is my mindset. Um, and, um, it's been adjusted. It like went away from zero sum or all or nothing to just rewiring, so to speak, a lifetime of bad habits and, um, my decision-making now I have this phrase in my mind that, uh, Justin helped me with is like, okay, like every decision you're making, um, is it going to bring you closer to your goal? Or is it going to be further away from your goal? Yeah. And I think those kind of things, like I heard him say it the first year and I was just like kick rocks, but Did like you... after, you know, I'm just like, okay, let's use this kind of sounds corny, but like those kind of things help you get to your goals. And if they uh, like, if, if they're a priority, then you'll use them. And, you know, now um, I'm back in the gym after, being out of the gym for a really long time um, and I can see myself getting stronger and, you know, not like making noise when I pick up my daughter and going, yeah. oh, I'm <laughs> flexible, you know, yeah. or I like it's tiring or things like that. Um, I'm active, you know, I create sometimes during the week. I don't have a lot of time, but I really love sports and I, I play one sport and I just play it throughout the week. And it's another community I'm part of. Um, uh, and uh, yeah, so I think building all of those things are, it, it's, it's a lifetime of work. And I think like a, a coach can help you narrow in and hold you accountable. And I, I think both uh, or all three, you, Desi, uh, Justin and Lash helped me in various ways get to the point where um, I wanted to get myself, um, you know, writing these New Year's resolutions every year saying yeah. like health is number one, but it wasn't prioritized for me personally until um, 2021. And then really it's a part of my identity now, which took a lot of work. It's, I mean, it is a process and it, I think it sounds so cliche, but it is absolutely true. Matt, I would love, and I don't know if you remember that, what you told me here. So maybe I might get a different answer. So I'm totally okay with that. There must've been a change. There must've been like a moment of pivot during that time where you were like, I'm ready. And I remember that moment and we were having that conversation mm -hmm. and I had said to you, I was like, listen, I want what's best for you. Like, there's no ego in this. Like, let's help. Let's, let's get someone outside of myself to help you. Like, that's okay. Right. And I think there was a moment of pivot for you, where, which I, I, I do believe if I'm not, if I'm not totally lying here that, uh, you were looking for like different procedures and that was yep. kind of like the, the change for you. Like, what was that moment for you where you were like, you know what, I'm ready because I think overall for most people, there are times where you want these really great things in your life and you're just not ready. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was looking at um, just weight loss procedures because I was at the point um, in 2021, I was working this really high stress job. I was, I was trying to do kind of workouts, some things to move and um, it just wasn't working for me. So I was like, I was just like frustrated with myself um, and finally just holding myself accountable, not kind of playing the victim of yeah. like, Oh, it's like how I was raised or my environment and just going like, okay, like, you know, yeah, m maybe as a, as a kid, the food I ate got me here, but like mm -hmm. now I can make these decisions to change myself. So, um, so yeah, it was, uh, it was like, okay, you know, the societal easy way out 
is like stapling your stomach really small, forcing mm -hmm. yourself not to eat and starving yourself. Um, and I remember going to you and then my introduction to Justin and he mm -hmm. was just like, all right, give me X amount of time, you know, let, let's get to your goals and um, we'll stay close to it. And, um, you know, not re reaching my time horizon, but knowing that like that wasn't the the right choice for me yeah. um, and and going, I see the progress here. You know, over the last year, I became a father. Um, I started a business. I worked at a startup and I work for one of the most rigorous companies uh, that's high stress that I know of. Um, that expects, you know, excellence out of people. They're the number one tech company in the world. So, um, so I, I went through all of those things and like, I've spoken to many dads and most of them have gained weight. You know, mm -hmm. me staying at the, the weight I uh, was down to was a huge win for me. Yeah. Um, because it was always up and down for me. It was like lose 10 pounds, gain 15 pounds, lose mm -hmm. five pounds, gains 10 pounds. Then over that uh, was increased. But now today I'm sitting here down 25 pounds from the past two years. Um, I have more energy than I could ever imagine. And um, I'm having fun. Like I'm, I'm doing my walks, which is amazing for my mental and spiritual health. Uh, in physical health and, mm -hmm. um, you know, playing pickleball a few times a week, which is like, just like, for me, it's so much fun. It's just a very fun sport. Like I love basketball, but like, I'm way too heavy <laughs> to like play basketball still. And I don't want to blow out my knees. So yeah. pickleball is like the, the way for me. And that's like a huge cold following. Most people right yeah. now. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's great. And living in Southern California, we're very blessed to be able to play outside the majority of the year. So yeah, it's been, it's been great, but it's been, you know, small breakthroughs after small breakthroughs and getting 1% better. Um, that kind of atomic habits mindset. You know, we, uh, by the time this gets recorded, you know, one of the launches, What's today? Hold on. Let's back up. Today's the 18th, right? So this will get posted on another day. But uh, today's posting, if you will, or today's launch uh, is with one of my clients who was able to work with for almost three years, probably around the same time that you and Justin have been working with. And and most people kind of come to me and they think I'm really crazy because if you're if you're in such a great deal amount of pain, and you want to change everything, like the one thing that most people feel like they have control over is changing their body. And most people that I work with really look at me crazy where I'm like, listen, if I can help you to perform at your peak, right, how you sleep, how you move, how you think, all, all the pillars that we talk about inside of this podcast, if I can help you do those things, your body and your mindset are, is going to change over time. I can't promise you what that is going to look like because you're going to have to you're going to have to do the work, but I can promise you that things are going to change. And Matt, I love that while you are seeing changes in your body, what is exciting for you are the habits that you've been able to sustain. And I think that piece is super special because the other hat that you're now wearing a year into is being a father. We haven't really had a chance to discuss too much. I know that you, we've jumped on some calls together, kind of just check-ins and whatnot in the same way that we do. And we pick up like, like you know, we, we've never been apart type of thing. But this hat of being a father, I mean, this has to have some sort of place with this launch of Familiar Coffee or this launch or this pivot of you really prioritizing your health. I mean, as, as we wear the hat of fatherhood, I mean, what has it meant to you? What have you learned? I think it's one of the greatest gifts in life. Uh, I truly do. Like, I, I never really understood it, like, from the outside. Um, it just was kids. I, I don't know how to explain it. Um, but, um, you know, the, the formation that happens, you know, those first three months were pretty rough. Like, uh, <laughs> it was... Uh, it's the fourth you know, trimester, man. <laughs> it, it truly is. And, um, yeah, it was... Uh, it was an uphill battle, but, you know, like I'm an avid reader, you know, reading Goggins and just the mindset of like, 
you know, just don't feel sorry for yourself. Like, A, you made this decision or maybe those out there didn't make the decision, but it is your circumstance now. Um, I think like I we were very fortunate to like plan this and um, and it's been a humbling, uh, patient driven uh, and uh, gratifying experience. And just like all of the milestones, little things like first hearing, uh, Izzy laugh and um, first um, seeing her like take her first steps and first birthdays and all of these aspects of, you know, wow, we, we get to cultivate her being whoever she's going to be mm-hmm. um, and uh, trying to be a, a bit better than our parents um, and just, you know, be the parents that we wish we had. Um, and I use that kind of scenario in, in my leadership of like, wow, I wish I had a mentor or a leader like this, or, mm-hmm. you know, um, I, I wish I, you know, had a partner like this that would show up and be empathetic through uh, maybe my low points and not judge me for those, but judge me for the strength I have through yeah. it. Um, and uh, it, yeah, it's been like, I, I think I, I've maybe felt like small parts of joy throughout my life, but very small. I've been happy before, but I think like being with uh, uh, Izzy, uh, like I felt joy more often um, and realized it and been mindful about it. I don't know if you share this feeling, but I I definitely can relate to the the feeling that you have. And for me, the joy is if I go deeper than the joy for me, the like seedling, if you will, or the core the nucleus is empowerment. Like, wow. Mm-hmm. Just like you had kind of said, like, I, I think, and I've said this before on this podcast, I think our parents did the best that they could with what they had. And I really, really value that. No, they were not perfect and that's okay. But I think what's empowering about this is being privileged enough to seek my own mental health journey, being privileged enough to have a circle of people like yourself who are really honest with me and lead with empathy and also a little bit of uh, tough love at times. Um, I've had those things to know that I'm actually in, in, a, in, a, in an empowered position. Mm. Like I can actually change the trajectory and the legacy of what goes beyond me. And for me, like that is is super empowering and it's super fulfilling. And it's, it helps me to be super purposeful about those like 1% better things of like what, what Justin had said. I totally agree with it. Like every action you're going to make is going to take you closer to where you want to go, or it's going to, it's going to kill the progress that you're making. And I think that piece, Matt, is super empowering. I don't know if you share that, but when you said that, I was like, I totally agree with the joy piece. Yeah, no. Um, and you're, you're more down the road with a, a bit older, um, kiddo and i i think uh that's a whole whole other podcast she Uh, she makes an entry to the pod (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah no i think uh, yeah like i haven't formed the thoughts of empowerment but it's definitely there um and i i I resonate with that and um, yeah i think like uh, one of the things that i hope to uh to, to share with her that I learned later in life uh, was just like uh, the importance of reading and making that a habit. Mm. Like I, I read growing up, like shout out to like goosebumps and like scary hey, books R. L. Stein, and like, choose, baby. Your, yeah, <laughs> choose your own adventures. But like, yeah. I never was like, Oh, this is great. And I, I think in 2019, I, I really, you know, was like, turned into an avid reader because I wanted to build that discipline. And, um, you know, many books have, has shaped me to, to make me who I am. And I hope to share that with her. That piece is special, man. Well, man, I'm excited for, I mean, I've always felt like I had a front row seat to your progression because I think we've both been locked into each other's projects because we want each other to do well. So I'm super excited to see where this goes, because even just on the familiar coffee side, like this has been a long time in the making. You've been able to build a really successful community in Long Beach centered around coffee that extends because 
anytime that you come to Tucson, the one place that you're inviting me to is some sort of coffee shop <laughs> that for some odd fucking reason, you're best friends with the baristas there, <laughs> like anywhere that we go. And I think that part about you, Maddie, is super special. And so I'm excited to continue to see the rise of, of where this goes, to see you meet the challenge and some of the ways in which you spend your time and who you spend your time with. And then obviously, just from the standpoint of the, the family hat that you wear, um, your, your family has, they got lucky. They have, a, they have a good one in you, man. So I just want to let you know, I, I know I've said this to you before, but as your brother, uh, I'm super proud of you, bro. Like, I'm, I'm really excited for what is to come. Thank you. No, I, I really appreciate that. And yeah, um, the, 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 the coffee industry, I would say, is super special because it's, you're, you're touching many hands uh, mm -hmm. through the, the people that are picking, the farmers, the importers, the exporters, the roasters, just the, the transit people, like e every single person, the barista, and then the final consumer. And, um, you know, it being a relationship uh, business, and yeah. that's where, you know, being in business for so long businesses, relationships as well, but like, um, you, you, you can see more of the impact in coffee, um, and, and see, uh, try to see the change you want to see in the world. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think just admiring you from afar because we live in different States now, mm -hmm. um, and, and seeing your momentum and continued pursuit of, you know, uh, being there for, uh, this community, uh, globally, uh, is, is great. And I, I think like, I want to give you your flowers as well and say, you know, um, you're always there, like authentically yourself. You mm -hmm. probably curse a little bit, uh, too much for my liking, but I, it's all good because I respect Whatever. you <laughs> and I love you. And I know that's who you are. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, and I think, yeah, it's it's amazing. Can I ask you one question before we we land this uh, beautiful plane of a podcast? Yeah, I mean, I have two that I have to ask you, but yeah, oh, go, ahead. go yeah, yeah. Um, what's your favorite three books you've read? Oh, um, I just recently got done with the Power of Now. I would I would have to mm. say that from Eckhart Tolle. I I have to I have to reread it. There's just so much about it. Um, Brené Brown's um, God, the title is killing me right now. But uh, bravery, I think mm. that is the second one. Um, what is my third? I'm gonna have to get back to you on the third. Yeah, because I like for me, like what I'll, what I'll do, and this is what's really hard. Like I will read something. And I'll, I'll put it away because I just have to think about it. So there is one from Jim Quick that I am still trying to run through. And it's been about three years, just so much about it. So I would say those are probably the three that are coming up. But I'll text you later with like, no, 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 I want to I want to trade this. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, no, it always like kind of. Uh, gives you insight into, you know, the the core of the person because, yeah. you know, uh, yeah, uh, power of now. I didn't get through it. Um, I did resonate with like some of the sentiment in it and hearing him sprinkled through the last Kendrick project was uh, fun. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, but my, my three are Man's Search for Meaning by uh, Victor Frankl, uh, okay. just, you know, through a concentration camp of suffering you get to choose how you react to that. And it was one of the most sh yeah. shape, shaping uh, aspects. The Brothers, Brothers Karamazov by Dostoyevsky, which is uh -huh. like this huge book. And I was like, I, I can never read a mountain of a book. And yeah. I got through it and just shows like, you know, the duality of like, we all have like, like an angel and a devil in us. And yeah. even the best characters could be evil. Um, and right now I'm going through never finished by David Goggins, which is like the mindset of like, mm -hmm. he reached so much success in that first book and him grinding and suffering because he knows that's where he finds who he is and mm -hmm. his, uh, his pursuit. And I think like just him dissecting mind mindset has been better, 
than any like self-help kind of book uh, that has been phenomenal. Um, so yeah, but uh, uh, the, the, I just, I was just curious about I'll your have to get back. Yeah, the Brenner Brown was Darren Greatly now that I'm thinking about it. The third one mm. I'll have to, yeah, I have to get back to you. Cool. So I have like four books that I'm still reading together. <laughs> I, ADHD is a really beautiful thing and it's also really frustrating. <laughs> um, all right. Last two questions for you. Uh, I never like to pre-script questions, but I do have these two that I ask each and every one of my guests. So first one, Maddie, for you. Obviously, this is the Can't Believe I Made It podcast. So for you, have you made it? And if not, what does making it look like for you in your season of life currently? Yeah, I don't think I'll ever make it uh, in, in my mind. I, I think like I kind of... Uh, had the mindset of like the Japanese of always trying to get better. I -hmm. feel like if I, if I say I made it, then um, I'll I'll stop. You know, like I have to continue the, the motion. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, yeah, I I would say um, I've made it in milestones, but Mm. made it in life. I love that. That just became a social post. I'm stealing it. (laughs) (laughs) You got it. All right, my friend. I love you. Last question. Uh, How can this community support you? Where can we find you? Where can we find Familiar Coffee? I'm still waiting for mine, by the way. Um, I'll get you one. Yeah. How can we support you? Yeah. um, I think uh, just engagement is huge. So if you see Familiar Coffee Co., on Instagram, please just engage with the post. Um, uh, Long Beach Coffee Club is if you have any curiosity on making a better cup of coffee at home, um, that's where it's a bit more of me, um, Mm -hmm. where it's not so much the brand, but if you know any decaf drinkers that, um, you know, drink coffee at home or prepare coffee, please share familiar coffee with them. Um, I hope to just continue to serve this community. And um, for me, continue to listen to uh, I Can't Believe I Made It podcast because like for me, um, I'm a huge fan of (laughs) Desi. And if you made it this far, or maybe this might be a clip somewhere, I I think, um, you know, the long form conversations, you'll always get a lot more rather than mm-hmm. the real or the TikTok. Um, so please, Fact. you know, take time to really consume people that you believe in and that you have shared values with. Um, and um, you, you'll find something for you because this is uh, just humanity that y- you want to get better, uh, hopefully. And if you're yeah. not there yet, it's totally fine. But um, maybe you know somebody within your community or your neighbor that, that, that might be there. So I would think th- those are top of mind. Um, just be kind to your neighbor um, yeah. and just share a little love. I love it. All right. Well, to your point, my mom tells me the same feedback. Uh, I will work on my swearing, but I, I can't promise anything. <laughs> oh, man, this has been a, a way too uh, way too much time for this to, to happen. So I'm super excited that we've been able to do this. Like I said, I always feel like my, my cup gets full anytime I speak to you. But like I said, I'm super proud of you, brother. We'll make sure that we put all of your information in the show notes for any of our pod family out there. Uh, if you are looking for a phenomenal cup of decaf, you know where to go. We'll make sure we put all that information there. And even just like the brand new, like IG page, like a beautiful amount of storytelling. How the hell did you get 8,000 followers already? Like you teach me, I've been stuck at 5,500 for like four years now. Um, anywho, I'm proud of you, buddy. Uh, and for those, make sure that you head over there. We love you. We'll catch you on the next peace. Peace.